It's not playing. I'm Dan. I'm Lex. And this is the podcast where we watch movies that one of us hasn't seen. This is season four, our season four premiere. Lex, are you excited? I am. I, uh, I'm, I'm okay with the fact that the wars are over, the Star Wars. I mean, they'll be making them for the rest of time, so we can always True. go back and revisit when they're... Some of them I might watch with another person, and some of them I might watch solo. Oh, <laughs> man. That joke is going to age well. Thank you. Um, but uh, this season, we have a whole new uh, category of movies we're going to watch. Yes. Together a, a, watch. A, a new franchise. <laughs> yes. Uh, as we alluded to, I think, at the end of our Last Jedi episode, uh, we, are, we are back. We are going to watch the 50-year-plus, not all of it, not all of it, but the, the, a franchise that has been running for more than 50 years, the James Bond franchise. Uh, I'll be honest, it been... would not have shocked me if you had suggested, why don't we watch every James Bond movie? I wouldn't have been shocked if you said it. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It is. It's a big uh, commitment. Yeah. Well, and so what we've done, and if you follow our, our Twitter account, and if you don't, you should. It's at NotPlayingCast. Uh, we ran a series of polls. Uh, for And our, our idea was to we sort ran of... into a series of polls. It was <laughs> we very painful. Into... Uh, yeah. We walked into a bar, and we said, yes. Uh And... The uh, the the way that we decided to make this a little more manageable is we decided to pick. Uh, there have been six people so far to have portrayed James Bond. We are picking a movie from each of their runs, uh, and I compiled a little spreadsheet beforehand because I was curious. I both consulted Rotten Tomatoes, the adjusted um, score there, the unadjusted score there. I played. I used that to like sort of try and guess based on my knowledge of the franchise, like which one people would pick, uh, and then we ran a Twitter poll. And on the whole, most of them actually lined up pretty well. Like most of the movies we ended up picking are ones that are sort of widely considered, if not the best, then in, in at least the most popular. Um, so there are a couple disputes in a couple places and a couple tighter races than in other places. And obviously some people played James Bond for more movies or fewer movies. So that changed the dynamics as well. But we are kicking this off with the uh, first person to portray James Bond, uh, who is Sean Connery. And we are watching was probably the most iconic of Bond movies and Sean Connery movies, which is the 1964 Goldfinger. This is the third uh, outing he had. The other one that was highly in contention for Connery was, um, I believe, from Russia with Love, which some people consider a better movie but i think it's just less less in the popular zeitgeist although i will note it tied with you only live twice uh in our poll which uh i will say having seen you only live twice i'm really glad we're not watching that because that is a movie that does not age well oh okay we'll discuss why have you seen have you seen goldfinger I have seen Goldfinger. Uh, I have oh, seen so, most of the Connery ones. I think that I'm sure I've seen From Russia with Love, but it's been so long that I can't really remember it. Been um, a while. Yeah. Ha- but, have you seen most of the movies we're watching? I have seen better than half. I've seen two thirds of them. So well, there are actually a couple this. I haven't this is seen. News to me. Well, so here's here's the interesting thing. So I got. We'll talk. Let's talk a little bit about this really quick. I got into James Bond when I was. Oh, sh- 
maybe late middle school, early high school. And I read some of the books and I would used to rent the movies on, on good old videotape. Uh, and so I watched, I went through most of the Connery ones. Um, and I never really got into Roger Moore, who is the other um, most frequent Bond. He's not the second. He's the third portrayer. But he made um, he made seven movies, which ties both he and Connery made seven. Although there's a whole asterisk around one of Connery's, but that's a separate matter. And so I never really got as much into the Roger Moore movies. Um, I have never seen either of the Timothy Dalton movies. I've never seen the George Lazenby movie. Um, so, but I have seen the more recent ones starting with, I think Pierce Brosnan's run in the nineties. I think I've seen all of them. Um, so yeah, so I kind of bookend it, which means I've seen some at the beginning and some at the end, but the middle is, is a little bit uncharted territory for me. So have you, are you a James Bond fan at all? Have you read any of the books, seen any of the movies? Uh, what is your relationship with Mr. Bond? Uh, James Bond. Um, so I have seen some of maybe one James Bond movie, possibly this one, but okay. I don't have any idea. Um, I have seen like maybe 30 minutes of a movie where somebody says, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Okay. <laughs> if that's this one, I don't know. Um, I truly, is that this one? Uh, I mean, do you want to know now or do you want to know, do you want to discover organically? Traditionally, I feel like I just like, I ask you questions. I don't tell you anything. All right, my guess is yes. Otherwise, you wouldn't say these things. Um, the so I I have seen Austin Powers. Sure, um, oh, yeah, that, James Bond. A, a passing familiarity with James Bond certainly helps in that regard. Yes, and I am familiar with uh, with him uh, with Austin, and uh, I know like I have seen various clips. I've seen you know. Uh, a, a bikinied woman, I think Ursula, somebody leaving uh, the beach, uh, mm-hmm. leaving the ocean. Um, I'm familiar with the general conceit of James Bond. I've seen the Naked Gun movies, <laughs> <laughs> so you've seen a lot of the things that make fun of or parody this genre, but you haven't really ex- delved into the original genre itself. You, correct. That sounds like you. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say, like, I saw Spaceballs years before I saw any Star Wars movies, and you know enough. Let's also of... remember that your knowledge of Episode One came entirely from a Weird Al song, which is also. So yes. trademark Lex Friedman. Yes, that's, I mean, yeah, I, I guess you're not wrong that uh, sometimes I rely on parody uh, to understand the original. Um, I feel like we're learning I, a lot about you through this show. I mean, you know, here's what's a, an exciting thing that I think you and our listeners will appreciate. And, and now when we're recording this uh, is possibly months or even years before you hear it. It's the year is 1987. Um, <laughs> we're we, both uh, seven years old. The I'm um, six. We've invented the, podcasting. Uh, but so I just bought a movie pass subscription, <laughs> you know, the service where I pay him 10 bucks a month, nine bucks a month, and I can see uh, a movie every day. And this may also not age well. Who knows? <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I'm hoping to maybe start seeing more movies like that's the whole plan. Um, but uh, the James Bond movies, I don't have a reason that I haven't seen other than I haven't seen them. You know, like there was there was no opposition. There was no like, Ugh, I would never see that movie. I just haven't seen it. Okay. Um, I'm excited to see it. I, what I guess I'm worried about is a common thing that I worry about with older movies, which mm. is that the pacing can feel a little off. I mean, you're saying that some of them apparently have like inappropriate stuff in them, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, they're um, all that things look, that don't age well. well. We'll discuss some of it. But like, yeah. I mean, the the portrayal and relationship to women is certainly challenging in, in pretty yes. much all of them. 
I think some of the other ones don't age well for uh, reasons having like cultural reasons too. You're saying that James Bond is not as woke as we might like him. To be. Yes, that I I think he is uh, solidly sleeping the, <laughs> with every woman he meets. with every woman he can find. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the. Um, uh, so I, I mean, I, I know the general conceit. I, I believe that there is um, odd job who helps him out with like cool gadgets um, and odd jobs and, just, and odd jobs. He does odd jobs. Um, uh, Austin Powers' character is called Random Task, if memory serves. Mm. Um, I when I think of odd job, which I don't do that often, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, I tend to think of I don't know the character's name in the Naked Gun movies who makes all the cool weapons and <laughs> spy gadgetry for Leslie Nielsen, and I understood that at the time to be a parody of uh, James Bond. But I want the gadgets that he shows Bond to be that cool and awesome as they were in the naked gun so i have that <laughs> hope uh now goldfinger you yes. might be wondering what do i know specifically about goldfinger i i am wondering that i believe that there's a song that goes goldfinger that's, or something that's pretty good i know the next line is did you have to let it linger <laughs> nope <laughs> um but i uh Cranberries were really ahead of their time <laughs> they were the this is <laughs> um i assume that the villain has a gold finger uh why the villain has a gold finger he's rich <laughs> <laughs> sure um, all right interesting for a long time i had to remember today if we were watching gold finger or golden eye yes um yeah. and then i decided the golden eye was a video game that was popular in the 90s so that was probably a more recent one so i decided it was a brazen one so that we would be watching gold finger today because that seemed earlier smart um i truly know nothing i know the general like to my understanding is uh agent 007 of i guess the 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 british equivalent of the secret service whose name i don't know um mk old nope i got no idea um uh and he's a spy who uh has to solve crimes and bed women and or catch bad guys i should say and bed women and i believe that i have read on the internet because i I have read articles about bond movies in the past that there are at least some people who theorize that all the James Bond movies exist in the same universe and that there are multiple, that James oh. Bond is a name given to a specific agent. And so they're all the same person. So like if James Bond changes actors, it's because it's a new spy who has been given the name James Bond. I don't know how you feel about that. That is an interesting theory and one that we can discuss after we've watched at least a movie. <laughs> okay. Um, but I really know next to nothing about this. I mean, I know nothing about okay. this movie other than right. Goldfinger and uh, Sean Connery's in it. And he, I know that you're going to have to do your Sean Connery impression before we get too far. Never. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time Sean Connery has come up on not playing with Lex and Dan. That is true. Uh, and because I have previously seen, thanks to you, The Hunt for Red October. Indeed. That's a much older Sean. That's salt and pepper Sean Connery. This is young in his prime. Even Sean though this Connery. is the older Sean Connery movie, yeah, it's very he confusing is not older that in way. It. Mm, yes. uh, I'm actually not sure how old that he is at the time of this movie. This is came out in '64, uh, so he was born in '30. So he's in his '30s. He's in mid '30s. He's a little younger than we are, like us. Yeah. Okay. Dan, I'm still 37 as we record oh, this. God, good for you. Um, all right. You're well, basically 40. <laughs> old enough to be your father. Well. <laughs> 
This is the time of the show, though, where we remind <laughs> listeners that we're about to watch the movie. And if you're just listening to the Free to Listen show, you're doing fine. You're going to hear, you know, some whatever, and then you're going to hear our thoughts after I have seen the movie and Dan has seen the movie for his not first time. Is this your second time or have you seen it more than one time? Oh, it's been years, though. It's been years since I've seen it, but I've probably seen it a couple times. But so if you become a member of The Incomparable... You have the option to literally watch the film along with us. You'll press play at the same time as we do and listen to me and Dan watching the movie in real time with you. It's like Mystery Science Theater 3000, but with fewer puppets and, I don't know, more likes than Dan. So if you want to become a member of The Incomparable, just go to theincomparable.com slash members and you can sign up there. For, we have a variety of plans at all levels of funding. And just when you, uh, when you decide which shows you want to allocate your funds to, just uh, check out Not Playing With Lex and Dan and we'll get... A cut of that sweet, sweet lucre. Um, yep. So yeah. thanks. If you're already a member, you know where to get the commentary file. And if you're not, please go sign up now. If you're like, I'm addicted to Lex and Dan. I want to hear even more podcasts from them. We do other shows together. You can find them. We do. Yeah, they're around. Google us. The Rebound. Google That's... Lex and Dan. You'll find them. <laughs> uh, but right now, let's uh, go to the movie. Well, Dan, well, the good news is, as of now, why does Odd Jobs actor have two names? <laughs> I have no uh, idea. As of now, I have seen Goldfinger. Indeed, you have. Um, well, give me your uh, give me your impressions. All right. Well, here's my Sean Connery. The name is Bond, <laughs> James Bond. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Made on location in Switzerland, FYI. Uh, here's my Trump. Believe me. It's the best Bond I don't, movie. I, I don't need that. He oh, does I one of my impressions. He does, he does bear an uncanny resemblance to Goldfinger. <laughs> to Goldfinger. <laughs> now look. It, it's like he this, modeled this himself after. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Like a little bit. Yes. That's a sharp insight. Wow, the end credits, much shorter than the beginning oh, credits. Oh, welcome to movies from the 60s. We don't, we just, so. you, I used to think, oh, it just takes way fewer people to make the old movies. Then I realized, no, they just didn't credit anybody. So, uh, boy, I honestly can't quite tell you what I think of that movie. It's not bad. Uh, I enjoyed watching it. I don't think I would have enjoyed watching it nearly as much without a friend like you to watch it with. Oh, well, None thanks. who could hold a candle to you, hold a candle to you. Just because, um, man, uh, I know, and I, I kind of hate this about the world and about myself. Certainly, folks like you and me, Dan, folks of uh, not even of our generation, but just folks today in 2018, have been trained to prefer a faster pace to storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, the seven-hour golfing scene <laughs> in the middle of the movie—that <laughs> was a difficult one for me. Um, I mean, I appreciated what was being conveyed in that scene. I probably would have been okay with it being condensed to a third of the time that it took on screen. I can't quite tell, and I'm curious for your take on this, and I I imagine that it gets clearer with future Bond movies over time. I can't quite tell if they're in on the joke of the campiness or not. Like, I feel like you can't name a character. (laughs) Okay. I'm crossing myself before I say this, and I'm Jewish. I feel like you can't name a character pussy galore and not be embracing your campiness in some way. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I I, I do agree. I I think the campiness is is accepted and is part of it. Um, It's weird because I mean, it goes 
back, I believe, to um, yeah, it is. It is part of the book. I don't think I've. I'm trying to remember if I've read Goldfinger. I don't think I have, or if I have, it's been a super long time. Uh, I'm. I am reading this right now, and it's suggesting that uh, that um, that she's a leader of a gang of lesbian burglars. (laughs) (laughs) Same, by the way. Um, The I don't know. Like it was funny and it was interesting. I. Boy, I imagine, well, I guess I don't even know, and you alluded to this at the very start, uh, a lot of it is very unwoke. Yeah. Um, there are scenes that are difficult to watch, right? Yeah, like, yeah and, and definitely for me, I have not seen it since I was much, much younger, and for sure those scenes read very differently to me now than they did then. <laughs> Yeah, and like, listen, I'm I'm even borderline okay with Odd Job as a character because I don't think it's, I don't think there's anything uh, stereotyped about that character. I think that's just a very weird character. I think it could have been any ethnicity, it could have been any kind of person, and if you make them mute and weird, they're going to be unusual characters on screen, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, but the way that James Bond treats women is real bad. Yep, <laughs> like, that's definitely real true. bad. Uh, like clearly sexually assaulted on screen at least two people yep <laughs> he has his yeah. character um now they all um didn't seem to mind but that doesn't make it okay <laughs> it, no it doesn't there there's I, certainly let's put it this way were james bond a real person i don't think anybody would condone any of that behavior <laughs> uh, i think he would hopefully be dismissed from his job um he would have criminal charges pressed against him and you know i'm not i'm certainly not gonna suggest that that it's a um even as a fictional character that that's a behavior that we should we should uh, display on screen and in any sort of admirable way um yeah i mean you know and some of this you just have to take with the uh, you know the time and say like all right you know if it's time and all that yeah and it's not maybe not even good then but like in that in that behavior and i think the thing about Bond's character is that he is supposed to be kind of a cat. Like yes. that is the way Ian Fleming wrote him was that he was not he was not a good guy and in fact some of the you know the suaveness that we take as being synonymous with that name is really a product of the movies more than the original character. Um just in terms of like they got really, you know, glamorous uh, attractive actors to play him right like and, and yes. sean connery has a lot of charm obviously but yeah it's yes. it's it's a different it's a slightly different portrayal i think than than he's intended to be and so it it seems at times at odds with the we're supposed to believe that everybody finds him charming uh and yet he's clearly n- not behaving well i i mean <sighs> Listeners who are very familiar with Bond might find this statement uh, just revealing my own stupidity. I find that as I think about like Austin Powers, it is less of a ridiculous parody than I would have expected. <laughs> like, he's he's no randier than James Bond. Yes, right? yes, yeah. You know what struck me rewatching this, um, and I found it funny because I was kind of remarking at it a couple times, but. He's kind of terrible at his job. <laughs> oh yeah. He spends a lot of this movie locked up. Most of his plans don't pay off. And yeah, he needs a partner. <laughs> I mean, not only does he need a partner, he just needs to be like better trained. Especially this I, <laughs> right. I was surprised in this exact portrayal. 
he does not come off very well because he is like he's captured he is you know he escapes but he's captured again um i was thinking even the last part he tries to pass off the note which gets smushed in the car uh (laughs) and even at the end when he's trying to like get out of the you know stop the bomb he doesn't even do it He doesn't even stop the right. bomb. Somebody else comes in the yes. last minute and saves his bacon. And then they're like, yeah. oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to send you to have drinks with the president. And I'm like, I kind of wonder if everybody else is in on it. If everybody's like, yeah, we'll just let him think that he saves the day all the time. <laughs> we're just flying yeah. with alcohol, throw him at women. Like, nope. I'm even okay. And I think it's it's it adds to the film's charm if sometimes he... Um, <laughs> picking my words carefully. If sometimes dumb luck is part of what mm. helps him out, mm. but it feels like it's almost always dumb luck that's helping yeah, him he, out he makes a couple you know he saves his own skin and he's got some you know a, he gets out of a couple jams but yeah a lot of it feels like he is on the defensive constantly i mean you don't want your characters to have it easy right like you don't want them to be uh unchallenged but it, it did strike me as how much of this this movie he is on his back foot <laughs> I do enjoy the convoluted setups to kill you so that you have time to escape. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that is a, that is a hallmark of this of this franchise. Yes. Um, and I've seen that parodied multiple times. So it was interesting to see it in some of the originals. And I was right. This is where he expects him to die. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, indeed, he did not, though. Also, I would say that whoever is helping out James Bond in the end there, getting him on that plane to, I guess, leave the president, or I couldn't tell if he had just met the president or was going to I think he was going to meet the president. Uh, But uh, the fact that um, Goldfinger got through security (laughs) and was the flight crew feels like a miss by all the folks helping out poor James. (laughs) He doesn't have the strongest support system either. This is true. Yeah, he is He is kind of reliant on uh, a few people who are helping him out. And it seems like, I mean, restrictions were more lax in those days, right? I mean... I think it feels unusual to me, maybe not to title the movie after the bad guy, mm. but to make the song be about the bad guy. That, like, that's, that feels like that's not how you do it now. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so just looking uh it was just he was goldfinger has been described as ian fleming's most successful villain um i don't know he's apparently based loosely on an actual gold american gold tycoon and uh even the golf golf round of golf is based on a tournament that fleming actually played in (laughs) so also i would say at fort knox Many, many people died. Like many people died. Well, so I, I don't know that, that anybody should be really happy. That's true. I mean, the point. I think the point is that they most of the people that we saw falling down actually didn't die. Right, but it, it looked like near the end there was just oh yeah, that big lots of people got shot. Lots of people the, got shot. Yeah, the good team and the bad team. Indeed. Also, Goldfinger has amassed quite a uh, collection of people who are in support of his plan. I mean, he pays in gold, right? Mm. Like. It's good yeah, business. Have you ever tried to, first of all, have you ever tried to deposit gold at the bank or worse yet, like put it into the ATM machine and get cash back? It's very difficult. Lex, you and I live very different lives. <laughs> <laughs> I have never tried this. I'm just assuming it would be very difficult. Yeah, that's fine. No, I understand. You keep all your gold at home under your mattress. Yeah. I trade my gold in for platinum. Um, I don't know. There, there was a lot of death and nobody seemed that upset about it. And like, I know this is a dumb thing to analyze in a movie, but it felt like, hey, great job, everybody. But like, Except many, for all those dead people. Yeah. Much death. Yeah, now, I, I mean, also, the violence was interesting to me in this movie. Like, it, w- it was certainly not disturbing. Uh, it's not I noticed, graphic, particularly. Yeah, there's no blood. 
No. And when there's also no punching sounds most of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, most movies today use way overdone punching sounds that yep. are like ridiculous and comical. Sure. And here there were like none. It was almost silent whenever there was impact. And I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. Although I think it is funny how disproportionate the force is still alluded to be. Like, you know, Ajab chops him in the back of the neck when he's standing at the fridge and he's just, he's out for like hours, literally long enough. They can paint a woman entirely in paint gold. A woman to death. Yeah. Um, and you know, By the way, a fantastic paint job. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you pay for the best, you get the best. Because you have to assume she wasn't cooperating. <laughs> I always wondered if they just... Yeah, I don't know. They, I guess they say she died of pain suffocation. They must have knocked her out first or something, right? Because, like, yeah, right. who doesn't struggle during that? Yeah, I, I think... Even, that was her brush with death. <laughs> oh, that would have been a better title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of the punching thing, I, I yeah, the disproportionate... Like, there's a bunch of times where Oddjob, who we are led to believe is just incredibly strong, right? He throws the gold, gold yes. brick at him and just bounces off. I like that. I mean... I, I like the actor's performance in this role, even though, as you allude to, it's a very weird role. Um, yeah, and I definitely thought that Oddjob was in all Bond movies, but it would seem that he's only in this one. It appeared to yes, me that he was you will, deceased now. you will not see him again. I will, I will give that much away. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember if there is a reason. I'm looking it up now. Um, he's apparently a um, Olympic silver medalist weightlifter. Um, we talked at the outset about... Um, Wow, he was badly burned when filming his death scene. Oh, really? Yes. However, he kept holding onto the hat with determination despite his pain until the director called cut. And then he was like, ow. Yeah, pretty much, Um, apparently. The the actor who played Random Task in the Austin Powers movies, I believe was eventually convicted of murder. Wow. (laughs) And maybe died in prison. I think that's all true. That that is dark. Uh, This guy, uh, Harold Sakata, uh was a uh he was born in hawaiian of japanese descent um yeah apparently he was a wrestler so there you go i mean so this is the point that i wanted to make earlier and i didn't get to which is that you can see all the ingredients of why these movies were beloved i can't necessarily say like in 2018 seeing goldfinger for the first time why goldfinger in particular was beloved because Mm -hmm. i i enjoyed it as a piece of its time but I didn't. I can't say that I liked the movie. <laughs> I didn't hate it, um, uh, but it was it was slow and and campy, and sometimes it didn't feel like it was aware of how campy it was. But like you think about the, um, you know the the comic nature of his personality and the character and the crazy gadgets to get you out of any problem and like stuff like that is fun and like beating bad guys who are too stupid for their own good even as they are brilliant is funny and entertaining so i I see all the ingredients for like i I have some optimism that as we go by uh, that there will be bond movies as they get more and more modern that i'll be like oh this is like those elements but in a story that doesn't feel like it's dragging on for longer (laughs) than is necessary well, yeah, I think that it's interesting to to me how the bonds they don't quite line up perfectly with like decades um cuz Connery does get into the 70s briefly and again technically into the 80s though there is a weird he did a movie that's not like there was like the result of a weird licensing and contracting dispute so he basically made the same movie twice uh because you saw at the end of this that he's going to be in Thunderball next 
And there's a whole a whole bizarre thing about like one of the screenwriters of Thunderball and a contract loophole where he essentially held the rights and essentially they remade it with a different production company in the 80s as Never Say Never Again. But it's basically just the plot of Thunderball over again. <laughs> um, so that's a weird thing. Uh, but it does kind of line up with the decades. And I think it's a very different, like, as you move through, like, you know, Connery from the 60s, more predominantly in the 70s and a little bit in the 80s, um, Dalton in, in the late 80s, Brosnan in the 90s, Craig in the 2000s, right? Like, sure. the, it evolves with the times. Like, it is interesting to see how they try to recontextualize the character of Bond in those different decades. And I think we'll, that that's what kind of the interesting thing about doing this sort of longitudinally is like, we get to experience that a little bit. Right. And like, I, I can already sort of see uh, a little bit like what the, uh, Craig and Brosnan movies will be like, because I feel like uh, when you're in the modern ish era for me, you're going to, it has to be knowing, right. It has to know how ridiculous the, setup is and i think that that sensibility and that like truly being in on the joke with us while also having the pacing and maybe i'm guessing still not woke but maybe less offensively not woke (laughs) um i feel like those things might make the later ones better for me i'm curious to see all the bonds like i i am familiar i've seen you know a clip here and there of of sean connery's bond Uh, i have not seen any of the others except for pierce as bond Mm-hmm. So I have no idea how any of the other, I don't even know what some of them look like. <laughs> um, so I'm intrigued. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't have a bad time watching this. It did feel long to me. I don't know if it feels that way to you or because you've seen it before or whatever, but like it, it felt, it felt long. It, it felt, I mean, I've watched a lot of old movies and the pacing generally doesn't bother me quite as much though. It depends. Uh, I do agree that like upon rewatching this and again, my, my, Yes, for what amazingly enough, as a teenager, my patience level was longer. That seems implausible, yeah. but okay. Um, Thanks, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I don't. Re- I didn't remember. I didn't remember a lot of this movie. I got to be honest. I remember sort yeah. of the last scene with the shootout and uh, the roll in the hay and a bit <laughs> of the the driving, like the um, you know the car sequence, and that's about yes. it. A lot of the rest of it had kind of totally totally left my memory. I will say, I thought they shot the golf scene in a fair way. that's all oh that was rough that was rough um (laughs) green with envy on that joke uh but yeah i agree it definitely felt slower this time and for more great points the entire commentary (laughs) track that's all it was uh which is fine i think it kind of works with the, the 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 tone of the movie yeah yeah i mean but it was good like it, it was good it was good i i don't know i said i i i, I don't know i appreciated it even if i didn't love it how's that's that fine. that's fair that. that's fair well so okay. i don't regret having watched it which well, is like the biggest fear each time we do one of these that's good um i won't ask you to rank it as opposed to you know like all the star wars movies that's fine oh better uh, than all of them combined just oh, wow no no just um, of all the bond movies i've seen though definitely my favorite so far <laughs> well i was gonna say one of the interesting things that i thought about I'm, I'm just proposing this live on the air right now i don't think i even told you this beforehand but one thing i think could be fun is at the end after we've watched one of each bond you can pick your favorite bond and we'll watch we'll another watch movie one. okay you can too by the way we could watch two additional <gasps> what yeah right. you know why we can do that because you and i we have a special bond mm. No. Ah, uh, Friedman. I'm too tired to make jokes. <laughs> 
Well, that was, so was that other car after the Aston Martin <laughs> slash two of them. Well, all right. So we've wrapped up. That is our, our Sean Connery viewing. Next time around, we will be watching... Roger Moore? No, we are... So, interestingly enough, we'll be watching George Lazenby, who played okay. Bond in only a single Bond movie, which is On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> and, yeah, we'll be, we'll be checking that one out. I will tell you something. I have not seen that movie. So, Woo! you and I will be experiencing that together. He literally played Bond once? He played Bond once. He is also, interestingly enough... That's crazy. Uh, I do love that the um, you have to wait until Moore... I believe Moore may be the only... Moore and Craig are the only two English actors who've played Bond in the movies. Uh, in the canonical movies. I'm being very careful about my phrasing. Um, because mm-hmm. Connery is obviously Scottish. Uh, Brosnan is Irish. Dalton is Welsh, and George Lazenby is Australian. <laughs> so okay. you really run the, the through the Commonwealth there, basically. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I, I will say I'm I'm glad to be on this journey because I, I I appreciate the concept of Bond in broad strokes, and I am uh, I am intrigued to see how these other guys do it. I don't know if they're all going to be dogs he's what did you call him a cad i don't know a if they're cad. all cads yeah. or what but i'm interested to see so thank you for this dan well you're 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 quite welcome i'm glad we got to watch it together me too dan and lex and dan will return in on her majesty's circuit service so tune in then James Bond. Paint. Gold paint. Okay. <laughs> I have a tick. Nervous tick. That's how I say all my sentences. Full sentences. It's Ben. Big Ben. <laughs>